welcome to the Valiant Central Podcast. This week, it's just me, Martin. Hello. Uh, Dewan and Travis are uh, out for this episode because I had the chance to interview Lisa Hawkins. She is absolutely fantastic. I enjoy talking to her. If you're wondering who she is, she is the editor for the new Right Book, which I hope you've picked up by now. Of course, she does uh, Bloodshot. She did uh, Punk Mambo, the Dr. Mirage book. She's got her hands all over the place and some other stuff to come. So I hope you enjoy this interview. I want to thank Lisa for her time. I want to thank Greg, of course, for setting up the whole thing. Happy anniversary, Greg. It's Greg's one-year anniversary, guys. You should go uh, get on Twitter and tell him happy anniversary. He's doing a fantastic job over there. Anyways, enjoy the conversation with me and Lisa and Greg in the background. Again, thanks, Greg. And uh, we talk about Rye, of course. We talk about uh, an interesting pitch idea that she got. Some returning books coming up for the next year that maybe she could or could not talk about. We'll see. But I hope you enjoy the interview. And of course, as always, stay valiant. Welcome, Lisa. <laughs> Welcome to the Thank show. You. Uh, why don't you uh, tell folks a little bit about yourself? Because you've been in comics for a long time, but people may not be aware of you because everyone ignores editors. All right. Well, you're, you're asking me to out myself. Yeah, I've been in the comics for a long, long time. I started in 1995 at Marvel Comics. I started actually in the bullpen and uh, kept knocking on the door at editorial until finally they opened up. Uh, and I was there for, gosh, seven years or so. And then I went over to D.C. and I was there for several more years. Um, I've worked on pretty much all of the big titles you can think of. Um, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, X-Men, mostly X-Men title, um, titles over at Marvel. How? And now I work for Valiant, and I can be happier. Well, good. I uh, I ended up finding, and I think it was kind of an interview. Uh, it was more like a, a profile of you. I can't remember what website it was on. Um, but you, you do have an interesting career, and I'm curious what sets Valiant off for you, especially now with the comics industry being so full of comics. I mean, I would say there's maybe more comics now than there have been in the past several years. Uh, maybe not as much as there were in the 90s, but it's it's been interesting. So with you having been around for a while, tell me how Valiant is different than your work at Marvel and DC, and maybe the stuff that Valiant is doing, how is that different from what you've seen over the last you know 20 years in comics? All right. Uh, well, it's, it's apples and oranges. It's very, very different. Um, Valiant, just because of its size, is... Is, is a much more user-friendly place to be than, than DC or Marvel. Um, I, I started at Marvel when it was, you know, crazy. It was sort of romper room and um, it was anything goes. Uh, but it's not that way anymore from what I've hear, heard. It's, it's <laughs> definitely changed a lot under under the mouse. Um, and DC, is they're, they're both very corporate entities. Um, Valiant has a very family feel to to the halls here, we're very we're we're very user friendly. We're always um, working with each other. To, all the departments work together very closely. There's a lot more risks I can take here than I would have been able to take at the other two companies. A lot more chances I can do. The only thing that I really would say I miss is the opportunity to really give new people opportunities to, to shine. I, when I when I worked for the, the big two, we could have so many books that they allowed a few of them to 
not be great. Here, that's not the case. We all, all of our books have to be 100% on it and wonderful every every month. Um, so, I wish I had more opportunity to give brand new talent their their beginning, but I I have been able to do that as well here. So. Um, you know, so I can do it, just maybe not at the same amount as I used to be able to do it at Marvel. Yeah, you, you must be reading my mind because I was actually a little curious about that. You've got a lot of hats you're uh, wearing right now. Um, you know, you're, you're editing the new Rye book. You've got Dr. Mirage on your belt, uh, Roku, a bunch of other stuff. And I hear some stuff for next year as well. So I, mm-hmm. I want you to tell me a little bit like how you're juggling those hats, number one, and then also – to go to the point that you just made, how how involved are you in finding the talent for these books, and like what? How do you determine who to, to place in those roles? Because uh, I am curious well, about Valiant bringing in some new talent. I mean, I think the talent now is great, and there's some names that I recognize. You know, like you have Abnet, um, Ryan Brown's doing the Quantum Woody book. You've got a lot of names. So tell me a little bit about that experience. Um, well, I, I think that's like the most important job of an editor is casting the book. Once you do that and, and you do it well, um, your 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 job is more or less a cakewalk. Yeah, sure, there's a lot of plate spinning at all times, but the moment you cast the right cast, you cast right, the right people on the books, it's such a you know, it's a it's a sigh of relief. Um, casting Dan Abnett on Rye, I I knew right away that I w- what the direction I wanted for this book, um, and so I started thinking who can deliver this, who can who can who can world build with me, um, who would who do I think has the same sensibilities as me, and so I, I scheduled a call with him because we'd worked together years ago, and within I don't know 20 minutes of the phone call I knew he was the one because. He saw my vision, and 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 not only did he see it, he upped the ante, and I was like, okay, that's it, Rye is settled. <laughs> it was just a matter of finding the art to marry up with the words, um, and I was completely blown away and very very fortunate to find Juan Jose Riff, who's done a lot of work here previously before, so that's how I discovered his art. But pairing him up with with Dan. It's taken on a whole new life. It's 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 some of the best art I've ever seen. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, Rip's, um, Rip's fantastic. Do, yeah, he really is. He really is, a, and a, a pleasure to work with. Uh, I I do have the opportunity of bringing in completely new IP, um, and I'm going to give you a teaser right now about something that you know you never know when it's going to happen. <laughs> but, um, but a novelist came to me. And, and, uh, gave me a few pitches. And the pitches were all based on characters in the Valiant universe. And one of them was excellent. But I didn't want it to be the characters in the Valiant universe in that story. I wanted him to make something completely new. Interesting. And so he pitched something, um, based on my, the idea that he initially came to, but made new characters up. And it was fantastic. And, and we ran, I ran around and got it approved right away. Everybody was so excited about it. But he's a novelist. He's not a comic book writer. He'd never done this before. So when I got that, that eagerly anticipated first script in, I read it and said, oh my god, it's so boring. I can't do this. Um, so I had to go back to this artist, uh, to the, this writer like six times because as, and the story was incredibly, you know, it's, it's incredibly crafted. 
but he was crafting it as prose. He wasn't crafting it as a comic book, and right. you have to learn comic book teaching. So I, I went back to him. I kept telling him, I'm sorry, we have to cut this. And he would be like, my babies, I kill you're killing my dollies. <laughs> but every time, he was like, but it was better. It's better now. It's better now. And by that sixth time, he he delivered a perfect, perfect, perfect um, first script. And then the second script, I didn't have to do anything. I, I gave a little note, and that was it. Third script, fourth script, he's perfect now. He, he's figured out the pacing, and that's the hardest thing to do. Yeah, I've uh, I've noticed a lot of folks jumping in from the literary side, uh, obviously like TV and movies as well, um, but definitely a lot of novelists coming along. Uh, I know DC's doing some like the uh, the original graphic novels for kids now, uh, and my my nine year old loves reading those. And I think it's interesting when they bring in some novelists coming into that. Um, I think she's reading the Raven one that's coming Garcia, and uh, it, it's brilliant. But I do wonder in terms of making the jump in terms of the literary formats how how different that is um you know before i, I you came on i was talking to greg uh I, i've been working on something it's nanorimo right national novel writing month uh so a group of us are, are working on some stuff and and shooting notes back to each other and uh and one of the guys is actually writing a, something in a comic format and you know I, I was an english major in school we we never learned comic book formatting, right? You you learn short stories and novel prose writing. Um, I, I find that interesting. How how different is the the jump for folks coming from that scene into comics? Uh, you know, you said there there were uh, several rewrites, but it seems like the the formats are different enough, but ultimately the core is the same, right? Well, it is very different, um, and and uh, you know somebody could be a great scriptwriter, but not be able to write good comic book dialogue, or 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 have the pacing. I mean, that's really I I think the hardest thing for people that are not comic book writers coming in to, to learn, um, because you need to have every page you have to end with like a little cliffhanger so that that reader wants to turn to that next page. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have that cadence going on, which is, is, you know, is easy once you learn it. It's like math. Once you, do, once you know it, you know it. But, um, but it, there's a little bit of a learning curve. Uh, and so for some people, it's, it's no problem at all. Sure. Um, and I guess that that's, goes back to hiring the right people. When you find that right voice for the, for the book, you cater it. Each writer that I work with, I, I, I deal with them differently. Colin Bunn, you know, for Roku or Punk Mambo, you know, he, I know what I'm going to get from him every time. You know, I might have to say, ah, oh, this, this, this little scene doesn't work here, let's beef it up. But I know consistently he's going to give me that, oh my God moment in each book. Right. And he does. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited about that. Um, and punk is very, you know, very much a part of the, the Valiant universe. Sure. He will return. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, Colin's great. He, um, he and his wife actually do a podcast for us, um, uh, where they yeah. just like chit chat about music and comics. And, uh, he, he's great. He's fantastic. Um, yeah. I was yeah, really no, happy to see him on Punk Mambo. Yeah. I, I mean, he's, He's obviously a huge horror fan, so he, he definitely fits that. Um, I would love to see him on other stuff. I mean, I don't want to, you know, tease yeah, out what I would know, like, I'm, but I'm you know, a, a Cullen Bunn Shadow Man would be fantastic, for example. 
Wouldn't that? I, I couldn't agree more. You know, um, <laughs> when I, this perfect example. I didn't really know his stuff prior to, um, to Punk Mambo, but I picked up a book that he wrote and I said, wow, this guy, he's gonna, he might have the right feeling for, for Punk. And, and, and then I reached out to him and I knew almost immediately he was the pitch I was gonna go with. Yeah, he, he's so. terrific. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Rice. So Rice coming out. Uh, it's, it's, it's great. I, I was happy to read a copy in color with full dialogue. Uh, Greg has sent us one of the ash cans uh, a couple months back. Um, and we got a chance to read it and, and talk about it a little bit, but it's nice to, to have the full issue now and, and see kind of uh, what the direction is. is. It, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Thank you. Um, I, Thank I want you, you to tell me a little bit about the, the direction for this book, right? Because Rai's been in the current iteration of Valiant for a little while, and he's kind of had uh, kind of an interesting publishing history, I would say, right? Because they were doing the Fortune minis like every – I can't remember what it was, like every six months or nine months or something. Uh, and now we have the book back. Right. Right. He hasn't been around since 2015. Um, my challenge with Rai was, you know, he had this incredibly intricate, um, uh, colorful cast that I really wanted to play with all of them. Um, but I wanted it, and this was what I discussed with Dan right away, was I wanted it to feel like each issue was a self-contained issue. But, of course, there was a subplot, you know, going through everything. But it was sort of like I, I equated it to Star War, or Star Trek. So, you know, the, the team, the, the, the crew is on an away, away team, and they're going to a, a, a different planet each, each episode. So this would be the same thing. Rai and Raijin are going to go to different places each episode and have their little tale and adventure, and it's going to be different and wacky and crazy each time. Um, but... Propelling the story along, mm-hmm. um, I, I my initial take on it was somewhere like between Road Warrior and Lone Wolf and Cub. I also used to say, and I still do, that I consider Rai um, to be, you know, the adventures of Samurai Jack and Astro Boy. Oh, I love um, that. It's a team up, you know? yeah, yeah, um, I love and that. they need each other, and it's it's it's. Um, I, well, it's really thrilling, and the end of the first arc is going to give you goosebumps. It's amazing. That's uh, that's interesting. So I, I definitely got the Lone Cub and, and Wolf feel. Um, I, I love that series. Uh, I've, I've read it several times, and uh, I definitely saw that. I, I hadn't caught the Samurai Jack Astro Boy, and as soon as you mentioned that, it makes total sense. Uh, I think Raijin mm-hmm. is is a really interesting character, um, and I think sometimes he's, it can be my favorite little boy. Yeah, he, he's he's terrific. He's he's funny, and it's almost like he he's so innocent, right? But at the same time, you need to remember, like, he's also, I mean, I would assume several hundred years old at least, right? So oh, yeah, he's way older than I. He's the first Rye. Right. Yeah. So to, to see, like, how he reacts, I mean, some of the some of the one-liners he throws back, like, the whole thing about Rye wants to uh, become more human, and Raijin's like, well, maybe I want to become a little more human. Like, why do you get to live and I don't, right? Like, we're both right. the same. We want the same kind of things. Um, I found that whole interaction in this issue really interesting and and very unexpected. Many were unexpected. Um, you know, I think the the current take on Rai 
has a lot more heart than what we've seen before. Um, and I think that's that's really fascinating that direction that, that the book's going in. Well, I, I felt you you really needed to you know if you're going to care about a character, you have to understand. You have to understand them, and you have to relate to them in some way. And my, I think, in the first iteration was was this God, you know, um, and he was amazing, and you did feel for him, but you couldn't really get to know him. Right. And now I'm I'm trying to correct that. Yeah. Now that makes sense. Uh, I'm curious. We, uh, I think, the last time the the gentleman and I recorded on the show, we uh, we talked a little bit about the relationship between Bloodshot and Rye. And that's something that we haven't seen much at all uh, in, in the current iteration of Valiant. That was kind of more an old school thing. Uh, with the, the Bloodshot movie coming out, you, you're doing work on Bloodshot as well. I'm curious if you've thought about or discussed with the writers about making that connection at any point. Oh, God, I do it all the time. Absolutely. I mean, Bloodshot, Bloodshot and Rye are cousins. They were created initially by the same person. I mean, Bloodshot came about through Project Rising Spirit um, through a doctor called Dr. Silk. I, he was one of the initial people who created it. Dr. Silk is the same person who later on created Father, who then had Rye. So, I mean, they are there's a reason why they're similar in appearance. And that, that's also the reason why I switched up his appearance, Rye, that is, for this, this series, because he looked too much like Bloodshot. Right. Yeah, I like the new look, and uh, there was a little teaser at the end of the of this issue, uh, kind of what's coming up in the next year for Rye. Um, I, the, there's a Rye image in there that I really loved, kind of uh, – it almost looked like a Western-style Rye. And uh, I thought that's very fitting with uh, kind of the the Lone Cub and Wolf kind of feel and a little of that stuff that's going on. Um, I definitely get much more of a, a Western vibe out of this this journey that uh, Ryan Ryan are going for, and uh, I dig it. I dig it. Well, depends upon where they are. What sector are they in? Sure. <laughs> you know, if you continue the journey, you might find them in ancient Rome. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. Uh, are we going to see, obviously, maybe not in the first arc, uh, but there's some teasers with, like, Momo and stuff, for example, that Rai is kind of imagining her uh, in his dreams. Uh, are we going to see some of these characters returning anytime soon in this book, or are we kind of putting them on the back burner a little bit to explore Rai in this new world of 4002? Some characters returning. How's that? Mm-hmm. Some. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I, I'm also curious, since you already mentioned Dr. Silk, we, we haven't seen Dr. Silk in the Rye world in quite a while. Can we expect a return of he's Dr. Silk there. at some point? He is still there. Yeah, well. Okay, he's I like still it. still there. I like it. Happen. I like it. Uh, all right, let's, let's talk a little bit about maybe some stuff that's coming up. Um, okay, sounds good. For one, I want you to give me a little tease of what maybe we could expect with this first arc of Rye. And, and then I want to go a little further. Well, as I said, um, the first tease. If the first tease, uh, the first arc ends in, in book five. It's, it's one through five. Um, at the end of five, you will be treated to an admission, which, like I said, will make your skin crawl or your hair on your arms go up. 
um, it's 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 quite it's quite the cliffhanger. Um, so stick around. As far as other books, are you looking for other books as well? Uh, yeah, I, I I want you to tease a little bit. You know, there's uh, there's a lot of buzz going around about Valiant 2020. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. a lot of folks are excited. Uh, I know that you guys over there are very excited uh, for what could be coming yeah. up. Um, you know, you, you talked about this new property coming in. I don't want you to spoil any of that uh, if you can't. I mean, if you can, by all means, go for it. Uh, but no, but I, I, am curious, I, I am curious. I am curious. I am curious about uh, some of the the other returning characters. Let's say. Um, you know, okay. a, a lot of times within Valiant fandom, and as, as you know, Valiant fans are, um, very tough on Valiant and, and Valiant books. Uh, Valiant fans tend to know exactly what they do and do not want. Um, but what one concept that comes up very often is kind of like tent pole characters. So I think for, for a lot of fa- uh, Valiant fans, for example, tent poles would be like, uh, Harbinger, Exa Mana War, um, Eternal Warrior, those, those kind of books. Um, give me, give me some teasers as to maybe what we could expect in the okay. coming months. Well, a lot of, a lot of the old faces, um, that haven't been seen are going to be coming back. Um, I can say for myself that a certain ninja is going to be coming back mm-hmm. and working on making that happen. Um, uh, you know that Quantum and Woody are coming back, which is mm-hmm. very exciting. Um, other magical people will be showing their faces again. I love magic. Um, magic is great. Uh, let's see, what else can I talk about? Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting, I'm putting us on mute for a second, Martin. Just bear with us for one second. Go for it. We're trying to get the skinny on this whole situation. All right, I'm back. Sorry. Hooray! Um, okay, well, I, I can I can tell you that there is going to be an all ages book that I am working on um, that will be so much fun for you know any you know for uh, good for twelve years. 12 years to 112. Um, that should be a lot of, like I said, a lot of fun, very exciting, and, and a pleasure to work on. Um, there will be, let's see, um, an axe-wielding immortal might be showing up there in the go. future. <laughs> um, and um, how, how about this? Can you can you confirm or deny? That Martin okay, will get like a, that Martin will get a troublemaker's book at some point. Mm. All right, that's all yeah, I need. That's, that's I, good I enough for me. <laughs> that's good enough for me. Uh, since you talk about this old ages thing, I'm I'm really curious, and this is totally off the wall. I hadn't thought about this before. Um, have you guys considered? Uh, obviously, there's a focus on comics. But there's also a big push in the industry, it seems, to like uh, original graphic novel format, in particular in the old ages category. Uh, and I'm curious yeah. if, if Valiant has considered pushing into that market at any point. Uh, I know there was like a, a sure. fifth one recently, kind of. Um, but but I'm really curious about that because I I I love comics. Obviously, I've been reading comics for 30 years, and 
it's it's difficult to get my daughters into comics. I have two daughters. And because a lot of it is made, to be honest, for guys like me, right? Guys in their 30s or 40s yeah. who've been reading comics for a long time. And and I like the DC push because that allows me to get my kids into comics because they don't want to read single-issue comics in, in many, many respects. Uh, so I wonder if there's been any mm-hmm. discussion in terms of that from Valiant. And, and you may not be able to talk about it, but I'm curious. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. We, we definitely, we want to break into that market. We love, we love the idea of being, uh, being able to offer graphic novels to libraries. I, I mean, I, I feel like that's, that's, that's the next step for us to yes. do that. And that's how you get the young ladies to pick up the books as well. Um, the book that I'm creating is user friendly for everybody. There's something for a little boy to get involved and be like very much, yes, it's, it's got dinosaurs in it. <laughs> um, and it's got something for a little girl to get involved because they're powerhouses and stronger than the guys. Very good. I like it. I like it. Uh, I don't really have any more questions. I do want to thank you for your time. Well, thank you very much. And, and I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you came by. Um, you know, it, it, it's Rai is a labor of love for me. It's, it's I, I, I don't have a favorite amongst my ch- my children, <laughs> but that one has a has a very special place in my heart. Um, so I'm glad you're enjoying it, and tell your friends to pick it up. I sure will. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so very much. Take care right, and bye-bye. stay valiant. Of course. Bye. Bye. Thanks again, Lisa, for her time. Of course, if you want to get in touch with us, Twitter is always the best place. I'm at Geekvine, even though I'm not on Twitter too much anymore, but you can find me there. Uh, Dewan is at Collect Valiant. Travis is at The Great Magnet. The show is at Valiant underscore Central. Of course, we'll be back again next week. We have a lot to discuss. So, until then, thanks for listening. <laughs>